Back at it here on BetQL Daily. Jim Rodriguez and Mark James sitting in for Joes and Aaron Hawksworth. You can hit us up, of course. I'm at J-Rod Show, J-R-O-D Show. And Mark, you can hit him up at Mark James. It's Mark with a C, as we're coast to coast and around the world at twitch.tv slash betql and, of course, streaming live on the Odyssey app. All right, so let's put a button and finish up this NBA Finals talk, Mark. We talked about how the series Celtics plus 130, Golden State minus 150. Let's talk a little MVP talk. And, of course, the favorite is who you would think it is. It's Steph Curry at plus 110. Love the you love the value there. Obviously, if Golden State wins this series, it's you know it's not going to be the anomaly like it was in 2015 when Andre Iguodala got the MVP, which left everybody sort of befuddled. And you know, there's just not many role players. It's a star-driven league. And if the Warriors are going to win, Steph Curry is going to have to be the goat. He's going to have to be, you know, which he is the greatest outside shooter in NBA history, but he's going to have to step his game up and be that guy. I love the value there. I mean, you're talking about betting on, you know, one of the top six play. And if the Warriors do win this Jim, if they do, and they obviously are the favorite, then Steph Curry, he goes up a little bit. And, and I saw a report yesterday, just, Somebody mentioned, I think it was Brian Windhorse from ESPN, he said something to the effect of LeBron James would laugh if if he heard that Steph Curry is being compared to him if the Warriors win the four title. Well, let me, let, like, let me tell you something. Steph Curry's the one who should be laughing because he hasn't been chasing rings right. like a gold digger in South Beach, okay? He stayed in one place, which was the – you know, really Are you saying big. LeBron is walking around South Beach with one of those little metal detectors and oversized headphones walking around? Yes. Something? <laughs> well, I mean, he's been doing that his whole career. It's it's just, you know, and Larry Bird said this about players for, in this era. He calls them cocktail players. They always want to be where the party is. Yeah. That, and, like, for LeBron's sake, he's been able to bring the party to him when he took his talents to South Beach in July 2010. He went back to Cleveland in 2014. He went to L.A. after that. So he's been the one sort of being the epicenter of the party. But Steph Curry didn't go join LeBron. He stayed in Golden State. They were garbage. They draft Clay Thompson two years later. They draft Draymond Green in the second round not long thereafter that. And all of a sudden, they create an organic dynasty. Yes, they did sign Kevin Durant. But all I'm saying is this. Yes, I love the Steph Curry plus 110. And if I'm not mistaken, he hasn't won a finals MVP. That's the crazy part when you start to think about it. So that's another part of the added value there. No question about it. Excellent point. And you know that the media will always be aware of that. And he's sort of like, you know, the bridesmaid that's never got, you know, qu- that quite, you know, obviously individual award, which is pretty much secondary to him and everything that he's about. But you're right. He has never won a finals. Kevin Durant won back-to-back in 2017 and 2018. And I mentioned Iguodala in 2015. Yeah, I mean, I had to, like, I had to, like, check it again. I'm like, for real? I had to, you know, yeah. one of those second, third source. Like, Stutz hasn't won it, but that's true. And so that's what, to me, that plus 110 is almost something you have to do with, whether you like it or not. Now, just rounding it out, Jason Tatum is next at, at, at plus 170. Jalen oh, Brown's 11 to 1. Clay's 15 to 1. And if you want to kind of do an outside a dark horse, how about Marcus Smart at 45 to 1? 
I mean, wow. the finals MVP. Oh, that would be amazing. I, I, but you mentioned, you know, we talked about Steph Curry, really the, the guy who's the main attraction, who's the box office guy that's going to the star of the Celtics movies, Jason Tatum, plus 170. That's, that's really good because I feel that the only way that the Celtics are going to win this series if Jason Tatum is good. And the one thing about Jason Tatum, we see it, we've seen it against Milwaukee and we saw it in this series against Miami, Jim. He mm -hmm. has a great game, and the next game, not so great. Oof. He's got to be consistent every single game in order for the Celtics to win four out of seven. So I love the plus 170. But, yeah, you want to throw, you know, just a few bucks around, and why not give Marcus Smart? He's Defensive Player of the Year. We've seen crazier things happen. <laughs> Absolutely. And he's going to get that unenviable assignment of guarding 30. He's going to be Steph Curry's shadow in this series because they're going to put the best on the best, and that's what's going to happen. And I'm sure, obviously, the Warriors will use their pick and roll and switch him off, and then he'll get Jordan Poole or Klay Thompson. But primarily, when Steph Curry has that ball, 36 Marcus Smart will be on him. So I love both of those. I know they're favorites, but, Marcus, but Jason Tatum plus 170, wow, that's an unbelievable yeah. value. So, yeah, it all starts Thursday night in San Francisco, game one. Celtics and Warriors, and it's, it's, it's weird. It's game one is Thursday, game two is until Sunday, so they got that little break there for us well, to turn you know to one another there. Well, thankfully for this, though, when the Celtics' first series against Brooklyn, they start. They had a game on a Tuesday, or it might have been against Milwaukee. It was one of those two series. They didn't play again until Saturday, yeah. which was ridiculous. I'm like, what are you doing? So, hey, if the NBA wants that primetime audience on a Sunday night – to beat NBC's movie of the week or whatever. I'm all for it. Uh, they're going to start it at 8 o'clock Eastern that night, so they're not going to wait until 9 on Sunday, which is a different start time. Yeah, at least, at least my kid can actually watch the series. That's that's the that's It's so right. funny. Exactly. Being a parent now, you know, and you know, I grew up on the West Coast. I grew up in L.A. Um, so my kid now grows up here in Miami, and, the, the, you know, you know, any game, you know, the fifth inning of a game, the, you know, the, the, at halftime of an NFL game, he's out, he's gone. So hopefully they'll be able to enjoy this a little, a little bit with that Sunday game. All right. So the NBA finals have been put to bed. Let's transition now because it's never too early, Mark James, to talk a little college football, especially down here in Miami, especially in ACC country. Let's, let's get into that. Let's break down some win totals because, you know, let, let, let's, let's get some futures. We're going to do the Power Five, and we'll start with the ACC, only because it's, it's what's closest to us here in Miami. Obviously, you're mentioning my school. I went to the U. And, and I'm a lifelong diehard Hurricanes. Uh, the U, I bleed orange and green. Uh, I, I was at the last time we won a national championship. I was at the last time that we had the national championship stolen away from us against Ohio State in Tempe, Arizona. So I, I am I, – I've known Mario. You are definitely a Miami guy then. Huge <laughs> die hard my whole life. Grew up in New England, fell in love with college football because of the Canes and uh, those teams in the 90s with Lamar Thomas and and Horace Copeland. And, uh, well, how can, how can you not? How can you not? They, 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 they are made for TV. You know, well, let, well, let's and, start, and, let's start and, with those Canes. Yeah, well, let's do it. But let me just say this, too, is that there's a great thing that's happened for the sport of college football, Jim. Mm -hmm. And the great thing is this. College football sleeping giants have finally awoken. We just talked about one of them, the University of Miami, a.k.a. the U. The other one is on the other coast, 
in Southern Cal, USC with Lincoln Absolutely. Riley getting Caleb Williams to transfer from Oklahoma, uh, getting basically most of their players, a lot of their players to go to USC, the commitments, Malachi Nelson, who's one of the top. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's, you know, N- Norman, Los Angeles. Mm, but, but yeah, here, go to LA. Yeah, yeah. But it goes to show you too, Jim, and it begs the question, why, and this pains me, because I left the U in 07, why is Miami, and they were starting to start their descent prior to me leaving campus from where they were from 2000 through 2003, it started kind of in 04. Yeah, they won the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl against Florida, but it's been sort of a steady decline. Well, all of a sudden now, both of these sleeping giants have awoken. Miami's put all the resources and money into the football program. They got a real athletic director and Dan Radakovich. Uh, USC has done the same. They got rid of Clay Helton and they bring in Lincoln Riley, who's obviously he turns down five NFL head coaching jobs every single year. But I love Tyler Van Dyke. I love the Hurricanes. I looked at the schedule, uh, the biggest game of the year in terms of national uh, spotlight will be week three, September 17th, in College Station against Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher and the Aggies. Uh, the Canes right now, when you look at them, I mean, last year obviously was a horrific year for Miami. I mean, let's just let's, – it's been a horrific 18 years for Miami. They were 7-5, and 5-3 five, five and three in conference under Manny Diaz. Uh, their win total this year is 8.5. I love it. Uh, the schedule sets up very nicely – after the Texas A&M game, they get Florida State, North Carolina at home. I see four games, Mark. I see four games that could trip them up. So, you know, if, let, let's say they win the, all the other games. Okay, so that puts them at eight wins. That puts them literally on the hook. There's, the, there's at A&M. There's at Clemson. There's Florida State, which is I don't care what Florida State brings to the table. It's still Florida State. That's in Miami. And then home against Manny Diaz's daddy and North Carolina. Those four games are the ones that I'm looking at. If I'm a Canes fan and you're the Canes fan, those are the four games that will make the difference between hitting that number of eight and a half and going on into in, 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 in big time bowl games. Well, here's why it's going to go over. North Carolina is now completely decimated. I last year North Carolina's over under going into the season was at nine and a half. I bet the heck out of uh, the under last mm-hmm. year, and I won it easily. Sam Howell's no longer walking through that door. Yes, they've had success. I, Mac Brown has really uh, he's owned Miami, but now there's a new sheriff in town. And Super Mario will not lose at home to North Carolina, will not lose at home to Florida State. Florida State, they are a mess. I can't believe Mike Norvell is back again, yet he is, which is good news for Miami. It's good news for everybody in the ACC and the Florida Gators who play Florida State every year. So I understand, yes, you certainly don't overlook those opponents, but to me, the two losses for sure is A&M and Clemson. And you know what? Maybe one of those games, as you mentioned, could, you know, it's a rivalry game. Florida State, my, look at Auburn and Alabama last year. Look what Auburn did to it Alabama. It doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter. No, it's no, still a rivalry. You're right. but, but I think you're, but Jim, I think at least nine is the magic number. Yeah. And, and I think that Mario Cristobal, listen, he, in, he inherits and goes to a seven-win team. Mario won 10 games last year in the Pac-12. So Mario knows about double digits, big-time bowl games, 
He won a Rose Bowl with Justin Herbert a couple years ago before Herbert took his talents to the National Football League. So Mario, it's a whole di- Miami finally has a real coach who can recruit for the first time in over 20 years since a guy by the name of Butch Davis. With all due respect to Larry Coker, you and I could have coached the 01 and 02 Miami sure. Hurricanes back-to-back national championship game appearances. They've got a real coach. His name is Mario Cristobal. The whole culture. Let me tell you about Miami's staff, if you want to go into it. Yeah. Uh, Jason Taylor, NFL Hall of Famer, former NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, he is Alonzo Highsmith, just joined as the general manager. He comes in with 20-plus years of experience from the Green Bay Packers and Seattle Seahawks. Ed Reed's on the staff. They bring in Josh Gaddis, the stealing Michigan Jim Harbaugh's offensive coordinator. Kevin Steele's the defensive coordinator. Charlie Weiss is a, a consultant, and Charlie Strong is a position yeah, coach. I, I think, that's I think my the Charlie answer. Strong parts, the part that that kind of goes. Well, I think they're Miami stacked, and I think the, the big the big question for them has always been they could never win on the field because they couldn't win the recruiting battle in the state of Florida. There's so much talent in this state, right. and for and for it to go everywhere else, that was always the big knock on whoever well, it, had the head hey, coaching you know, job. Here's the thing about it: you live down there. I lived there for five years. Is that you don't have to really leave Dade or Broward County. If you control, if you get six of the top players, six of the top 15 to 20 players in Dade County, five of the top players in Broward, sprinkle a couple in in Palm Beach. But you got to remember one thing about Mario. Mario, not only will, he grew up in Miami. He played high school football at Columbus High School. He he won two national titles as a player under Jimmy Johnson, Dennis Erickson. He not only can do that, but Mario stole when he was at Oregon, Kayvon Thibodeau, who just went to the NFL, stole him from every major. He was the number one player of the year, so he's going to be able to do that at Miami now. Oh, and by the way, Miami now has a billionaire sugar daddy uh, who's legally setting up NIL deals. His name is John Ruiz, Life Wallet. Look into that. Yes. No, the, guy, the guy is loaded. I'll tell you what, if, if there was any school – and I say this with the utmost respect because the thing about Miami, it's a sunny place for people. I've always thought about it and having lived here for a decade, I can confirm and co-sign that. This well, I, I will co-sign. Built I will, for the I will, University I will, of Miami. I will double stamp you. It is, a, it is a very sunny place for shady people. There's no question about that. It doesn't take away that uh, Miami's back, USC's back, and guess what? I don't know that's about just you. Good. That's good. That's good in the NBA love. when the Celtics and the Lakers are good. That's good yeah. when the Yankees and the Dodgers that's and the right. Red Sox are good. That's good for the sport because you know what? You need in every story, you need heroes and you need villains. And whether you're a fan or you're not, you need that because of the market and the tradition. And you need that because that's what makes the sport is ultimately better for that. So listen, we got plenty more college football to get after. It's Mark James. I'm Jim Rodriguez. A cast of thousands here on BetQL Daily. Don't go anywhere. We got more college football. Maybe digging a little SEC. It is some hot, hot, hot block going on over there. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.